cliffcentral.com. Progressive, cultured, and brave. Oi, oi, this is Siabonga Bailey. I thought you again. were going to say smooth, hello. <laughs> no, no, no. DJ Smooth still thinks we know that he's in Zaga Zaga, but we know. You just said he thinks that we know. Yes. What was I saying? You wanted to say he th- he doesn't think that we know, but we know. But we know. Hey, George. <laughs> but anyways, welcome to another installment of the Thread Exchange. Um, last week, I had a team meeting and I was like, guys, my team and I, we have to make this show more dynamic, more better. We Lady. have to make it bigger. We have to change the scope of our audience. So, and the scope of our guests. And mm. today we've got a very interesting young lady, very beautiful, intelligent, doing incredible things. She's an entrepreneur and she works in an industry that I do not know much about food i know a lot about it because wow i eat a lot i know a lot about the food eating industry <laughs> yeah i think that's the, the 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 thing that i know in terms of food i just know how to consume it i don't know how to i mean i think that's all we it. really need to know Sia. what what more do you need to know we don't need to know the intricacies i think i also know how to use food for like sexual stuff let's not let's not do let's not go like there. Whipped cream. No, no, no. See, it's it's honey, eleven in the morning. It's a Monday. Honey, honey and stuff like strawberries. You know, I have a date tomorrow, and I'm gonna make use of food very well. Some do you make use of food during intercourse, or you know, when you do the things? I'm just. I'm not gonna get engage <laughs> this conversation because we are at a place of work. We're a place of work. This is Cliff Central after all. It's about being on, on radio and we're going to talk about everything and anything, but I'm not going to put you on the spot. Anyways, did you watch the summers this weekend? No, I didn't. Um, I was too busy doing other things. Why didn't you watch the summers this weekend? Um, first of all, I don't, I don't watch TV much. Um, actually, I don't watch TV at all. Um, but I mean, I managed to obviously follow on social media. What people were wearing, what people were saying, what went wrong, what went a little bit right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I know as much as Twitter knows. So I didn't really watch it. Like Twitter. Yes, just to clarify. Yeah. And also, like, I think when I went to the awards this weekend and everyone was asking me about the tweets that I've made regarding, you know, me criticizing award shows and the Dang, fact Dang, that, Dang. and the fact that I didn't style the summers this year as everyone expected. And I feel like, on the show exclusively, <laughs> I want to dive into that a little bit. So, you know, my thread was about the You following. like spies. I'm and not you spicy. Like, you like being salty. I'm delivering news to the people. What many people don't know is I, as a consumer, also used to, you know, criticize the summers. Why are these celebrities badly dressed? Who's styling the dancers in the show? Everything is so crap. And as you know, Sam, last year we did the summers. And, and you find it. out that the summers themselves or Sam, is it Samro, right? Babes, I don't know. Risa, I just, I just Samuel, get there and I work. Those guys contract a production company along with the SABC to put the wow, show see, together. Can yeah, just, to give people an insight. To know put, your woe. To, to, to put the show together. And it's up to the production company to necessarily invest in the wardrobe, the styling, and you know, getting the right people to put this award show together. Mm. And as we found last year, I mean, people don't know this, but we did the summers, you know, at a loss last year. You know, people thought we made billions of money or millions of money from it. <laughs> but if you worked with government before or, or those kind of projects, you know, like you don't make money. But we did it because we wanted to show 
to show people, you know, what a proper wardrobe and styling looks like. As yeah. you saw last year, you saw the hosts looking dope. You saw the dancers looking dope. You saw, you know, the performers looking dope. And we really had to fight for that to come to life. And when you, and we did a couple more after that. We did the Mamas. We did the Safters as well. Sports and Awards. Sports Awards. SA Sports Awards. And even those, like, SA Sports Awards was probably the one we made profit of because it was not. Yeah, it was, oh, it I, I still say that was my favorite in terms of like the scope and just in terms of like, People just left us alone to just do what we do. Yeah. There wasn't like saying, okay, what are you guys doing? Like always constantly having to prove yeah. ourselves. I think that's what I enjoyed the most about the sports awards. I think what people saw on TV, I don't know, could have been different. But in terms of the processes um, behind yeah. the wardrobe, I think those are my favorite. Yeah. So this year it came again. We were doing the Salmas. And then when the conversation came, it simply boiled down to the fact that the production company that was doing the CS Summers didn't think it was worth it to spend, you know, the right money on wardrobe. Um, I'm not even afraid. I'm even afraid to discuss, to, to release the number, but basically the amount, Don't. the amount of money they want us to do us for wouldn't even be enough to make some easy one outfit. <laughs> so necessarily we couldn't do the summers so what i'm trying to say guys when you see your host on tv don't blame them it's, it's actually not their it's fault. not their fault like you know because there's no wardrobe department and to get these things custom made is quite expensive so mm. the only celebrities that can afford to spend that kind of money is your your somizi and your bonangs because I mean, they chose like a mill, a gig. <laughs> so Do they, they can, really? So they can allocate money to wardrobe. But a lot of other hosts and, and, and nominee presenters can't do that. And they mm-hmm. have to run this in their own cars. And also, did you know that when you get invited to the summers, you have to pay for your own accommodation as well? Like, what do you mean when you get invited? You have to pay for your own accommodation. Like, do you mean like the presenters? Or do you mean like... Like if you're... In, if like if I'm a guest of... SABC one, for instance. Oh yeah, I mean, if you're a high executive, they'll pay for you. But if, for example, your name is Simung and Langisa, you're nominated for best engineered album. No, so the nominees. You have some of them, not all of them, but some of them. You have to, you have to pay. Like majority of people that attend the summers actually pay for themselves. So I'm sure. Yeah. So that is what it is. But moving on from that, I think the summers were great. Um, for me, the performances were actually quite boring. Not the artists themselves, but I felt they were not as dynamic as I thought they would be. Mm. But I really enjoyed Somizi and Dumi. Like, flip and hell, they brought down the house. Mm. I, the jokes, the shade, the sauciness, it was everything I could dream of. It was incredible, incredible, incredible. Maybe I must, I must watch. I, there's a live stream that I saw. So maybe I must go and see it. Yeah. Just for Somizi and Dumi, because you said, you said so. Yeah, you have to watch it. But let's move on to today. We know a, a young lady called Luyanda. Luyanda runs a company called Cooking with Uluyanda, and she's a food blogger and an up and coming chef. People hate the word up and coming. People were like, stop saying she's up and coming, say it's established. The reason why I'm saying it's up and coming is because I'm recognizing her success, but I feel that she has more that she's going to do, mm. you know, and that there's more levels she's going to rise. She's like to. nodding like, yes, yeah, so I'm ready. There's more levels she's going to climb to. So by me saying she's established, I'm sort of saying she's peaked before she's even gotten started, man. Mm. Um, Uluyanda, I've known her for quite a while in the Johannesburg scene. And she's always cooked, shared her cooking moments on Twitter, on Facebook. And, and I'm always crying. And we're because... always crying, but because <laughs> this girl is just doing the most. And it's just and no been... one is making us those meals. Yeah. I'm hacked. <laughs> like, Luyanda, come on, dude. 
And so over the over the last year, I've really seen her take her cooking from a hobby and something she enjoyed into an actual career. She started a blog that goes by the same name, and now she's cooking for ministers. She's now cooking for events. She's now cooking for photo shoots. She's Shout cooking out to the for the Threaded Man. man. <laughs> Shout out to the Threaded Man. <laughs> and, you know, in the industry, I've never seen someone in terms of, you know, a cook or a chef take this direction. Mm. Um, most of the chefs that I know, for example, I, either see, I know them because of TV, for example, for MasterChef. But it's it's very rare to see a chef's career unfold before your eyes. Yeah, I mean, taking the digital route. Exactly. We've got Lazy Magotti, but Lazy Magotti is a bit different. Um, her journey has also just been a di- bit different because it's not it hasn't been social media based. Mm. But Uluyanda, the way she's built her business, her following, and just you know people vouching for her and getting gigs off the internet is quite interesting. So I want to dive into her business. I want to dive into how do you take your hobby and turn it into career as a black woman. Is it viable as a career? And, you know, I also want to find out from her about the stereotypes. You know what I'm saying? You know very well that it's always about women belonging in the kitchen. But for me, the way that I see Luyanda, she's cooking, but she's running a business. Mm. And I want to, you know, understand from her, do the men that she comes across understand that, that her being a cook doesn't mean she's just being a cook. Her being a cook is actually being a business. Mm. And yeah, just diving into that and diving into the challenges of that and finding out whether or not it's a lucrative career. So straight after that... Straight after that, we can straight after this song. So, hey, George and Clucker this morning. I think I, I'm <laughs> suffering, but I want to play a new track by Frank Casino called Family because the you're end like of the, in love with Frank. No, because at the end of the day, like it's okay. So at the end, end of the day, we make money to feed our families, you know, and I'm sure Uluyanda is making money to feed her family and the future of her family. So, here's a new track by Ricky Rick and Frank Casino, and it's titled Family. Yes, yes, it's CRBL live on the Threaded Exchange, the best show on Cliff Central. If I can say, am I allowed to say that? I feel like Rena and Gareth are gonna, you know, give me a word after this. But I feel like this is focusing on. Africans who are doing incredible thing, Africans who are going to fly, Africans who are going to change the world, and this is a platform for them to share their stories. And I'm just here to facilitate conversation and just listen. And today, we've got a special, special guest, the beautiful, the amazing, future billionaire of food, the next Oprah of food, (laughs) bigger and better, from Africa, South African, Luyanda, who's the founder of Cooking with Luyanda, a food blogger, as well as an up-and-coming private chef. Luyanda, is that an accurate intro? Yeah, that's very accurate because you definitely said I'm going to slay, I'm going to be a billionaire, <laughs> and sounds about right because that's how it's going to go. Yeah. I also feel like I, I've, I've been on this like spiritual journey where I want to connect more with myself, and I've realized that the best, one of the best things, besides working hard for things, it's also... Very important to manifest them in your thoughts, you know, to be like, this is where I'm going and I'm confident and I trust in my journey. So when I say you're going to be a food billionaire, trust and believe in that. You know what I'm saying? Like, otherwise, why are you doing this? You're right. You know what I'm saying? And I believe it myself. I'm working on a lot of things because I definitely, you can't sit and wait. You definitely going to, I'm going to make it happen. And food billionaire sounds very accurate. That's where I'm going. Can I, before we get into the interview, where's the food? I feel like we have a food, we have a chef in studio, a food blogger, but Akukokuya. Like, what are you doing? Um, see, guys, I was studying for exams, so multitasking and balancing was a bit tough. But I was surprised in the studio 
next week and bring a meal for you and your next guest, perhaps. Yeah. Okay. Deal. Is that fair? That's Deal. fair. So, Luyanda Mafanya, is that, is that how I say it? Yes, that's how you say it. Tell us, man, like you're saying you're studying, you are tweeting that you need a house in Cape Town for 25,000 rands <laughs> for one month. You are going to Durban cooking for ministers in beautiful houses. Tell me about, like, can you just, who are you? What is it that you actually do? Okay. Let's start there. Okay, my name is Leander. I am 23 years old. I'm a food blogger. I'm a private chef. 23. And I'm 23. And so I had, I've always had the cooking bag. I've always cooked. Um, my dad was a good cook. My grand, the ultimate of cooks. And we're just a food type of family. So last year, oh, actually, I started cooking in 2014 properly in my house in Mill Park Muse, studying at UJ. And obviously, I was posting with my 5C and yeah. taking pics of the food. What's a 5C now? The iPhone. <laughs> she said, oh, that's a, those, those uh, that's iPhones that look like the, all sorts. The ones that had a color at the back. Oh, the cheaper version. I don't even know what it looks like. Ah, okay. uh, guys. So, but it was still an iPhone. Don't make yeah, it sound like you were being cheap. Yeah, no, it, was it was not an a iPhone. Motorola with the... You were actually... You were actually taking exactly. a, a picture with, a, with an iPhone. So I used to take pics and people were like, okay, that looks nice. And this is mediocre pics with bad lighting. This is, and I'm like, okay, I need to do better. So I deleted all my pics. And then last year I told one of my good friends, like, yo, I want to start this blog. I want to do better. I wanted to have good quality pictures. He's like, okay, cool. I will give you this much money and you'll get started get what you need. I got myself a camera, bought some equipment, bought nicer plates, bought nicer parts. And, and then I just started cooking properly and improving on recipes and getting my images right, getting my lighting right. And then now, yeah, people were very keen on that. And it ended up, someone was like, one of my friends that I'm my flatmate now, she asked me to come on a job with her. She's a chef as well. And she was like, oh, please come um, work with me to see how it is to be a private chef, and she was cooking for Sashi Naidu, and I was like, "Oh, okay, that's really cool." Yeah, and we did a dinner party for them, and I was like, "Okay, yeah, this is definitely what I want to do." Yeah, I have. But when when this thing for you was a hobby, and you're cooking all these meals, were you cooking these meals for your man's, or was it? <laughs> were you always just? Junior? Why are you making it about a man? No, yes, no, no. She said she likes cooking. I'm just saying in terms of like when I look at your food you put in so much effort it looks like an event is happening every day in your life the funny thing so is so when did you how do you get to a point of being like I'm gonna sl- every meal I eat I'm gonna fucking cook it like to the littest level so I just want to understand mentally how do you get to that level is it through practice you know all these things that you cook man I'm like how does this lady do this no man I usually find inspiration like the weirdest thing is I found ins- inspiration at the shop so I literally be- so to, I can be at Willows for more than two hours because I'll walk past like the meat section, the produce section, and I'm like, oh, let me try this. So that's how, actually, that's how I usually find inspiration. I chill at grocery stores. Okay, not chill, but <laughs> I usually. That is the weirdest thing ever. Usually, not chill. I would say chill, but like, uh, let's say, I'm like, oh, today I, want, I feel like a burger. And you'll see, I'll end up with all the ready to buy and then plot twist, you post the butchery, the fishmonger, and you're like, oh my God, let me try this, this. Yeah. That's how I, it usually works. And 
I find it enough. I never eat my food. I make other people eat it. So really, yeah. So we I, can eat your food. Yeah, we can eat every it time, any day. Like, any, like, like just I think after the, after the effort of plating, getting um decorating the scene, taking pictures, just like. Okay, so I but it looks so good. But I think that's one of the things that I also wanted to to ask you. I mean, because now you're doing this as a career with your studies, um, don't you get sick of being around food? Because I I mean, I work around clothes. Clothes never really smell anything, but food is. But you still you still get excited about like new collections. Be like, oh my god, like daily paper just dropped this new thing. So I want to understand where does excitement come from? You like, and do you love food? Like to eat it? I love food. I love it. But the funny, but I can't eat my own, so I don't get tired of my food. I guess I won't get tired of food because I'll end up buying takeaway or eating something simple. You'll just see me eating bread with aromat and an egg, yeah. what? and I'm good. But the passion to be creative, to explore, I, um, it's just from deep inside. So I don't think I'll, I'll ever get tired because I always want to do better, mm. experiment more, and and I still think I'm really. Oh, you guys. Say these pics are great, and I really think I am lemon and herb compared to yeah. But I mean, that's that's a really great attitude to have because you you always want to improve, you always want to do better. Yeah, Yeah. because I look at other other bloggers and I'm like, damn, how much do you pay for that (laughs) equipment? Speaking of equipment, (laughs) you were saying that you you know you started out and you bought a lot of equipment. Like as a student, like how much of an investment does that require, and like how long do you have to save, and do you have to like approach like people who can help you with capital? So like, what does it take to be able to say, okay, this is what I want to do, but I need this kind of injection to make it happen? Um, Basically, I think if anyone sits with me and hears me talk about food, they can hear my passion. So Mm. the one of my good friends. I hit him up. I'm like, okay, I really want to prove, I want to improve my food blogging and get this done right. And he's like, mm. okay, cool. I'll help you out. I'll give you this much money. Okay, 20k. I can tell you guys. He's not listening because he'll drag <laughs> me. <laughs> give me 20k. And he's like, I start up with this. Bought a camera. I think it was like 6k. And then the rest was like food equipment. So food equipment is like food props. Mm. People don't realize when you need food images, um, how an image is brought about. You need like the spoon. Sometimes a spoon is, needs to be, look good. Mm. The pot, the background glasses, mm. the plates that you use need to be a so certain, like, to get different shapes, get different patterns, um, get tablecloths, wood. People have like proper wood, cut out wood, and then you use it in the, as your background. So like things like that, you need to start building and collecting so that to improve the image. Mm. So I bought a, a f- some equipment of that and I just guess I splurge. I wouldn't even lie. Some, like I actually would rather not have data and buy a really pretty plate. Mm. The other time I saw this marble looking plate, I was like, oh, this looks so good. I it's, saw it's, you it's on one of your like, pictures. I need those too. It's, it's, it's one of your pictures of the pasta on the marble plate. Like that. Oh, wow. You need like, you need to start collecting things like that because. Where, where's it from? I need it. At home. I have all, everything in marble. Mm. But diving into deeper into your strategy, I mean, you've seen the whole blogging thing take off with fashion and, you know, yeah. everybody's into this lifestyle thing. But I love how you sort of stuck to cooking, but you adopted sort of blogger skills. Tell us a bit more about that. Because every day you post a meal, 30 retweets, 50 retweets, 100 retweets. You know, was that a strategy in your mind to be like, okay, cool. I see all these people doing the fashion thing. Let me let me get the same quality pictures, but let it be food. 
Yeah, because you look at how you can reach um, other people and how you can connect to other crowds. And you guys have clean pictures, clean images, clean, like everything was clean. That's another reason I got a camera so that when I take the picture, when I edit, when it comes out, it looks good. It looks like it's a magazine. Mm-hmm. And then it, it can, and people relate to it more and retweet more because they think, okay, she just made this at home. She took this by herself. This is not a magazine. This is not a restaurant. We really this just is- like retweet because we're hungry. And it looks so good. <laughs> I think it just looks really good. That's what it I'm looks saying. amazing. Like, I've seen a lot of people, you know, who are really good cooks take pictures and post online, but I'm not, I'm not like, oh, that looks yummy. Yeah. Like, oh, this is great looking food. But for some reason with you, it's just like, oh my God, this is what I feel like right now. Mm. And it looks really yeah, good. Yeah, I remember someone time. said, I make food that they can make at home. Yes. And that's how they relate yeah so they're like your food is really good because it's if i can also go whip up a burger i can go make a steak like that it's not things that are so far-fetched that you'll be like oh some film mm. with that's uh, that, that like uh, whatever <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and that's that's really what, like, what what i loved about you know your your page and like how you handle your social media is that you make meals that are not like you're not you're not gonna make a meal and then there's two pieces of meat and then the rest is just dressing that you use to decorate yeah, the to plates. Do, yeah. To get what I'm saying, as and and it's you, we know that you're skilled in what you in what you do, but it's the fact that you make meals where I can say ah, I also have steak in my fridge, I also have this pasta. Yeah, well, I can do it like her also, and and I think that's a quality that you know you should never lose because that's how you get people to engage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I definitely think you know your strategy in terms of you know posting. Food food and making it look the way it does it's incredible and for mm. me it's even much deeper than that because the timing of when you post it's almost like at lunchtime you post like the perfect lunch meal yeah and i'm like oh my yeah. god this is i'm hungry this is exactly what i need you won't post like a whole bowl of pasta at 12 you know what i'm saying yeah, exactly. you always post what's prevalent to the time and the funny thing is i don't even plan it it really i think it's because i plan on, on lighting so i think i wait i actually cook during the day so that I have the best natural lighting. Yeah. So it it just happens that the cook it's lunchtime and then I post when you guys are hungry, but it's yeah. never planned. Okay. I have a question from Mikhail, Mikhail underscore brown ninety one. He wants to know when are you gonna cook for Whitney and him? Um Whitney is Mikhail's girlfriend. So Oh my gosh. Fiance. He's trying to find out where you're gonna do like a, a date type of thing for them and just do like a personalized menu oh my god oh my gosh Mikhail <laughs> please also exit my DMs <laughs> asking me to cook for you guys no cook okay. for the kids if okay. they're gonna pay okay. they honestly yeah are you gonna pay Mikhail because if you pay I'll do the best two three course dinner for you and your girl you'll even propose that day and I'll be there to witness it I'll even there put the we ring. go I'll even put the ring somewhere in the dish Okay, now the, <laughs> now the now the challenge lies with Mikhail. Mikhail has to set it up. He must propose and, and he must booking. he must book Luanda. And Mikhail's got money. He's got that Cuban money. So skr 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 skr. He's gonna oh. book you. But <laughs> I still want to find out from you about your monetization. I still also want to find out from you about booking your clients. Do people pay you for what you do? And is what are your challenges as being an entrepreneur? But I have such. An exciting new song. I know that people are going to listen to the podcast, won't be able to hear it. But for your record, I'm going to play Prince KB, the Tembisa Funk remix. It's the best thing I've heard since I was born.
Isn't that just amazing? I think maybe that is the best song I have had like oh, in yeah. the longest time. I definitely went in. We can go to Taboo now. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, guys. I don't <laughs> and know. Like around the corner. I don't know why, guys. I just feel this brand new excitement. You know, where I'm like, God has given me the space to do what I love and I just need to give it my all and I'm so excited to be back here on the Thread, thread Exchange just giving it it's life you know it's juice it's oh, spice the sauce that thing. you know the sauce that the Luanda sauce. puts on her food to make sure it tastes <laughs> extra good so Luanda let, let's jump right into it do people want to pay for your services <sighs> what are the struggles of you pursuing this career yeah my black clients Mm-mm. Your black clients Definitely Paying Drag is us. like Drag us Paying is Like uh, You have to first explain Why I'm charging this mm. You have to say Oh ingredients cost this much Oh I hired this Oh I, And then They just don't get it yeah. Then they want to short change you They want discounts Or they'll pay less Or it's, yeah, man, it's Liana, diff- my friend, man. Give me 30% Yeah, it's it's off. very it's very difficult because I know if Susan had said had come through with the same service and she said 10k, you'd be like, okay, cool, I'm transferring now. But because it's Luanda, it's like, oh, okay, sissy, can you do this? And then you know, mm. you know when people start speaking vernac and they try to no, that's the only thing I can say is very difficult because. People just want to be difficult with their money, not knowing that you're also making a living and you're also providing a service. Another thing is people also don't understand it's a specialized service because there's this one client that wanted to pay me, uh, wanted me to private chef like for like every day of the week for the whole month. Wow. She has other kinds of racks. Yeah. And then she said, okay, I'll pay you 2000 rand for the month. Can I, can I actually, (laughs) let's jump into a very controversial and, 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 and and big problematic issue. And it's something that I find, you know, quite challenging as well as a black entrepreneur. Let's not shy away from the fact that in the black community, black people don't want to see other black people rise. If, even if when they do want to see black people rise, they're not willing to pay for our services. Exactly. Why is that? And it's something that, um, Oh, I forgot who this lady is. She wrote that book last year Who, when she talked about black suppliers. Oh, you know, Lerato. Lerato, where she said, I, I, I can see why it was misconstrued what she was saying, but same way when you have, when you have a black supplier or a black mm. customer as a black business, it's so tricky. The black customer wants a discount because it's like, yo, come on yes, through. I know yes. you. We know each other. Then a, a supplier will be like, see as my bra, man. It's my bra. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I Very can't, true. you know, I, I'll do the job next week, Friday. When Sia calls, yo, my, my dude, I really need you to do this. It's like, relax, man. I've got this. And then you're yeah. like, yeah, but don't act all fresh just because you have money. It becomes exactly. that thing. And it's like, what is it about us as the black community that we don't want to support our own? I think just to... Be a devil's advocate as well. Um, I, I've seen, I mean, dealing with, you know, operations at the Thread Man, I've seen a lot of the same thing from your corporate clients as well. There's yeah. a lot of, and I think it maybe has to do with us being a young company, us being a black company. Um, there's, there's the sense that we need to prove why 
we are the ones that must do the service for you. Whereas yeah. you're the one that approached us, you know, mm. and you asked us for a quote. And when we quote you, suddenly now it's a problem because you don't feel that we are worth this amount. Um, so yeah, so I just wanted to throw that in there because I've seen it as, as much as you guys have seen it happening in the black community. I've seen it just as much with, you know, corporate. your white corporate companies at the same time. True. Yeah. No, it's there and it's really disheartening and tiring because obviously I would choose to work in a new, new, uh, a black home with people that are successful. Mm. But it's, it's those homes where it's like you have to fight for money. Oh, this is how much this is. Oh, but how much? No. Listen, if you want the service, you should be able to pay for it. And, that's the most difficult thing I deal with. And now I've actually, now I need to keep on changing how I do invoices to try avoid mm. being shortchanged. So every time I have to edit something because you'll find that people will, will cancel the last minute. Now you have to say, okay, this is a non-refundable booking fee now because I, I take away my time and they take, uh, yeah, making, messing up a yeah. day and then you decide, the week before that Oh no I don't want this anymore So right now you have to keep on adding things Like it's non-refundable Booking fee This you can't do Like it's a lot And But I've actually gotten really good clients Who will be like How much do, How much is it? Okay What's your banking details? Quick And it's, it's such a breeze Working with people like that Because they trust you They know that you're going to do the job They know you're not going to shortchange them You're going to give them the service And It's that, That's what I actually enjoy Working for and doing. Yeah. yeah. I think also on my end, is, is this is something I want to tell young black entrepreneurs, including myself, is that know the value of what you have. And I think the moment you compromise or the moment you say, yeah, I'll bring down the rate. Yes, I'll chop mm. and change it. I'll cut it by half or I'll cut it by 5% or 10%. The moment you've done that, you've lost. Exactly. I think one of the biggest mistakes I've made in my business is over the years, you know, people not wanting to pay me, being like, let's build the relationship and being like, yeah, sure, let's build the relationship. And while I'm building the relationship, I'm spending my money on the relationship, yes. making all these huge losses. And two, three years later, and I'm like, yo, dude, I've been with you. We've been working together, but you haven't paid me. I've been spending my money. People go, ah, dololo. Exactly. No, when it's time for them to shop the gold mm. dollar. So as a young entrepreneur, if your fee is ten K, it's ten K, not it doesn't yeah, change. For anybody, great. not even family, not even friends, because the moment you do that, you compromise your brand and the value of what you're doing. Exactly. If they're not gonna pay, then rather don't take the money. If I someone know, says they strike they can't afford like the budget, I'm like, Okay, cool. Then don't let me cut out the meat that you wanted. Let me cut out this. And you'll see people start like getting shook because they'll be like <laughs> they'll be like, Oh, can I have prawn? Yeah. I fill it. And then then they'll say, What's your budget? Okay, no, this is not gonna work. Okay, you'll have to have, you know, now you're you'll giving have them, bread you'll have water. steamed bread, and you'll see them change real quick because now they can see. I'm like, how much do you think prawns are? Yeah, like if you go to the shops, and I love people that say to you, oh, let me rather do the shopping, please, actually, so you can go through the aisles, choose the ingredients, and see how much it is. Because people that do that also try to catch you out. They think that you are trying to, you're lying about, you're lying about what you're doing. Fine. Go 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 to Woolworths, go to pick and pay, go shopping and see how much you're paying for the type of food you want mm. yeah. and the standards you want. And the freshness and the yeah. quality. Yeah. And, and I think, guys, I'm going to say this to the people that are listening. Yeah, there's so many. I'm not... When I talk about these issues in Chopnia, people think, oh, CS is doing the most. But there's so many incredible young black people in South Africa that are doing incredible things, such as Luyanda here. And 
come on guys pay for the services if you can't afford mm. it don't approach simple as that if you're not gonna pay thank you for growth then don't approach because for me the important thing is here is that Luyanda, the more money she makes the more people she can hire and in south africa right now Build people business. don't have mm. jobs all the varsity students that are currently in varsity right now when they walk out of varsity you know only 10 percent of them will have jobs that the rest what's going to happen you won't have jobs and the only way to ensure the future of south africa is true entrepreneurship and i think it's also through government actively working to find people like Luyanda. Luyanda, did anyone fund your business? I got given. He's, okay, he calls she it got a, given a, a donor. By a, a, yeah, by a of his. but I by would a need friend, funding. Not yeah, government. No, no, not no, private. No, no government. Nothing. No private friend. Did you not want to take that route in terms of getting a grant from government, or it just seemed inaccessible for you? Right. Well, the direction I'm going in now, I I will need one because I'm trying to build my own cooking studio. And <laughs> my taste and the way it looks is going to need so, so much, much funding that yeah. it's, yeah. I, let me actually post it now on the timeline and tag you guys so you guys can see the vision so of guys, where Cooking Land is going. Here's a challenge. Let's help Luyanda fund her studio. Let's start Let's that. Let's do it. Um, I'm fund Luyanda studio. <laughs> what, is, what is the hashtag? Let's make a hashtag right now. Um, is there a hashtag? Hashtag... Um, Build Leander Studio. Hashtag Build Leander Studio. If you have any questions, please don't be afraid to WhatsApp us on 079-748-2090. We are talking to Leander, the founder of Cooking with Leander. We're talking about the issues of being an entrepreneur. We're talking about her challenges of being a black woman pursuing this kind of career. Also, the hashtag is The Threaded Exchange. Do not be afraid to interact with us. I know we are saucy and we are spicy, but be spicy back. So, Luyanda, what are the other challenges involved in building this career? So, I mean, I touched on it earlier. You know, do you think your color and your sex put you at a disadvantage? And your age. And your age? M- I, the main thing, I think, is the fact that I'm not an actual qualified chef that went to culinary school. Because people, yeah, you can see there's people on the timeline, like real chefs, like attached a bit. Like, they'll be like... Don't call yourself a chef. Don't do this. But it's fine. There's, so there's Jamie. Jamie Oliver was not qualified. So, but it's let's, fine. Let's actually talk about this. I mean, I work in fashion, but I'm not qualified. I dropped out of life after a year. Everything I've done in fashion has been done through learning online and learning exactly. on the job. That's what I do. So, YouTube. So with you, with the established chefs who have gone to fashion school, who cook at these fancy hotels mm. and fancy restaurants. Do they sometimes try and make you feel inadequate? Yeah, or? they do. They oh, the subs on the timeline. Sometimes you'll be like, you just see him being. Oh, I even said him. Mm. Oh, I don't know who you're talking <laughs> about. Is that Lisekho the chef? Guys, can we not do this? I know these guys. Who's that? I know this Lisekho the chef. He's like a famous chef that I made. He's a friend of mine, so I, I don't I don't mind calling him out. But who, who, let's name and shame. Yeah, because they do that thing of. Oh, the post like blog post of what makes you what what can you call a chef, uh, who you can call a chef, what you need to do, or like people really get touched about the chef term, and and it's it's fine, but I know what drives me. I know my passion, my work, my work ethic, my drive. Even though I don't know how to maybe sous vide perfectly a fish because you went to culinary school to do that, it does not mean that. I am less of a chef, can, cook, or etc. Can I make a public service announcement? Yeah. My public service announcement is that if you are sitting there and you call other people inadequate because they didn't study and they're pursuing a career that you studied for, fuck that shit. 
work hard, put in the hours, put in the work. Times That's right. have changed now. Times have changed. There's because no such thing. Calorie no school is so expensive, guys. <laughs> These days, as you know, in South Africa, we don't have money to go to fashion school. We don't have money to spend on learning how to cook. You know, exactly. if we love it and we can't afford the money, are you telling us we shouldn't pursue it? Nah, exactly. man. There's the internet. There's social media now. We're going to learn how to do these things. And if you think your studies are going to carry you, forget. And YouTube is, is a good teacher, guys. Forget. If anyone wants to blog and wants to pursue something, YouTube is your friend. Guys, YouTube, the internet is your friend. Because like, I learned yeah. how to make pasta from YouTube. Uh, and my mom bought me a pasta maker for my birthday. And hey, decided shout out moms. She's a bomb. And, and then I decided to... And then I just watched YouTube videos, see how they do it. And I started rolling out pasta, mm. made fresh pasta. And this was by myself. I it have can a, be done. I have a question about, you know, your, your support system. I'm sure it's not difficult. I mean, it's not easy. Um, coming from, you know, you're in a black family and black families traditionally want you to go the traditional roots, funda, you know, get your degree. Um, how difficult has it been to be able to garner support from, you know, your family and your friends? Because you're still studying, yes, but I think, it's it's that thing of okay, let me just study so I can get this degree so that yeah, I can is, keep them quiet. I do when I I mean I'm studying. I'm just like please kill me now because it's really not what I want to be doing. But because black parents uh, think a degree is a safety net and that is the be all be all and end all. They also black parents also want to tell people oh Mtanami has a degree, all that stuff. So it's very difficult studying. I won't even lie because my mindset is. All on food mm. But my support system is there Because my mom stands for me My mom comes to all my events she'll, My mom chops I did a cooking class My mom was busy greeting everyone And helping prep um, She she does everything She'll take pics I had a Woolworths collaboration And it was a bride event She bride all that meat Honestly I just took oh, the wow. pics She bride everything So my mom really supports me She hypes me up If you go on her social media It's actually Oh look what Lulu did Look <laughs> yeah. what Leander's doing And it like, must feel great To know that you have that You know yes. in your mom So it's great But then also on the side She'll be like are you still studying? Are you going to school? And I'm like, did she ever? Eh. Did she ever think you're crazy for wanting to be a cook? No, because we literally a food family. My grand used to teach, uh, culinary, not culinary studies, but it's called home economics. Yeah. So she used to teach people, girls, how to cook. So that thing. So cooking has always been a thing in our family, and everyone can cook. All the guys in my family can cook because my grand taught them. All everyone can cook. If you can't cook. What were you doing when Granny was on the stove? Like, what were you doing? Yeah. Baking, everything. So it's a family thing. So I think she definitely understands where it comes from, where it stems from, mm. and how the, why the passion is there. But she still wants a degree. Yeah. So yeah, something to fall back on. Yeah, African proverb. Good job, I see you want to be a musician. And I even tried to compromise. I was like, okay, let me study Junisa, and then. Um, I think for some reason I think that would have been More difficult No I'm really No actually It's better Because that's what I do now Uh I really suck at Sitting in class And thing I'm better at Here's notes Here's an Mm. assignment Do So you're doing doing UNISA now No I'm a UJ She's doing my UNISA process At UJ How how is that I mean I know personally That I mean I, I did Short courses at Vega And I struggled man Every single Thursday I wanted to go to class There was other an event There was other yeah. photo shoot 
And what I've realized now is I'm going to be Mark Zuckerberg. They must just give me an honorary doctorate. I'm done. I'm, <laughs> yeah, like, no, really, guys. Like, not that I don't want to go back so to school, but like, hard. it's so, like, it's, for me, just running this company full time, traveling, making it grow. It's not an excuse. I'm not saying people can't do both. Yeah, no, I've seen incredible people that do both. It, yeah. But I've just sort of like, let me just grow this company into a billion dollar empire. And then they must just give me honorary doctorates all over the place. That's exactly. Oh, um, just there has to be a way. Also, university needs to start accommodating black students and allowing them to work and study because a lot of black students actually have to pay for their studies. They have to fund most of their life because circumstances don't allow for you just sit at home. Everything is paid for. So they should allow that so that people can still study, get their degree, but at the same time be able to sustain their life. Yeah. So I think... Make make ways. So maybe you'll say, okay, if you don't at, you don't attend all tutorials, but you must submit the homework we we give you. That's Put, yeah, yeah. I, I like believe that. in that. I'm a firm believer yeah. in deadlines. Yeah, just so just be deadline. like, or just be like, okay, you can't attend all lectures, but okay, this is the the homework from the lecture. You must do it and submit mm. it online. Things yeah. like that. So try accommodate people who cannot always physically be there because. We're trying to chase careers, chase um, passions, and it's really difficult to also add school to that. Yeah, and I also think, you know, I've interacted with students from Oxford, Columbia, Harvard, and these universities have funds within the school to help young entrepreneurs. Like, if you have an idea and you go to Harvard, you can actually go to a board and show yeah. them your idea, and they'll help you fund it. Mm. And I don't know why in South Africa... You know, looking at our current economical situation and looking at the junk status, I don't know why we are not making an active effort to fund entrepreneurs, number one, and to provide education. I feel like entrepreneurship yeah. and education is the future of South Africa, but we're hearing about all these chillings of money being invested, but they're not accessible. Now, Ruyana must spend five hours she doesn't have filling out this form online to convince government to fund her dream. Like, yeah. it should be more and accessible. It should chances be of food dreams, I'll be like, yeah. studio because it'll definitely they'll be like okay you want a food studio okay and then yeah what's gonna happen what's gonna happen how are you gonna make money out of it and i know all the questions now it's like okay i'm gonna be doing cooking classes i'll be doing training and then people will not understand i'm like i sissy i want that chances of me getting funding are really slim for the studio simply because people don't understand food yet or take it as a serious path career path right now Yes, funny mining. Basil, check out funny mining. Mining. We want mining. A like mining those type of things. Food. Food. What are you telling us? You're a blogger. You want to <laughs> grow an agency. What are you saying? You're and I'm trying to have a full fledged studio. Yeah. Luyanda, thank you so much for, for chanting us. There's so much we can chat about. But I want to say that I'm a huge fan of your work. And thank I think you. you're really, really inspiring. And it's been amazing watching your growth. And Siswam, there's going to be many challenges you'll face on this journey. You know, people aren't going to pay on time. There'll be times where there's zero amounts left in your bank account. I'm sure you've experienced that. Yeah. <laughs> um, there'll be times where people are celebrating your success when you know that there is no success to celebrate because you're mm. on the other side. But don't give up and mm. don't give in. When it's a bad day, still go out there and smile and slay. Don't ever show them how hard it is. You know, you sure. just keep thriving, keep going. The money will come and go, but the passion will live forever. And I'm excited about your journey. What are the last words you have for young people who are in school, in high school, or in varsity, and they also have this cooking itch, and they want to cook? What can they do? Just feed your passion. Cook, try things, experiment, and don't give up on your dream because 
passion drives you, it will take you anywhere in the world. Passion feeds, it will feed you. Trust me, because you're nothing without the passion. And if you have it, don't let go of it. Can I can I just laugh for a second? Literally, your passion feeds you. Literally, like yeah, if you if if I don't have money, if I don't have money, like styling can't feed me, like clothes can't feed me. But you, you, if you sort out your groceries, if you don't have money, you just cook. (laughs) If I just open your fridge, you can make something. Your passion will literally uh, um, feed you. I think, yeah, on my end as well, man, and and on going on your words, Luana Mafanya is feed your passion, guys. Feed your passion every day. Put in your ten thousand hours. If you're at school. School's not the end of the old. Go study, but then also put in extra hours. Go out there and intern. Badger people. Build your own door. Put yourself on. Exactly. Keep doing the work. Annoy people. Hours. Trust me. Do you know how you must email these execs, email these people, and bug them. Bug Let them, them know that you are there and you are not going anywhere. Yeah. Oh, and hi, Dad. Hi, Fikile. <laughs> I know you guys. Shout out to the family. Shout, Shout out, out to, to the family. Can I? Where can people find you? Give us your social media. Promote yourself. What are you doing okay. next? Just. Um, doing, okay, the, the poster hasn't come out, but I'm doing a Father's Day cooking class, father and child cooking class. Cute. So you and dad, you can come cook. If you've been a yeah. missing father, this is the opportunity to reconnect with your child. Yeah, so it's going to be a cute cooking class with daddy, this Valentine's partnering us. So the dads are going to have some whiskey, good times. That's my next cooking class. It's on the 18th on Father's Day. And follow me on Twitter. Cooking with can Leander. I go to that class with someone that's not my dad? Hi. Also, I really want to. <laughs> not that kind of dad. Not <laughs> that kind of dad. That with dad, the, with please, the dad. Not, I'm actually putting an age restriction because I do not want situations. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Twitter, cook with Leander. Instagram, cooking with Leander. And Facebook, cooking with Leander. If you really want the lit side of me, like the real me, you can follow me on Leander Math on Twitter. <laughs> yes, there it is, guys. The the next installment of the three D has come to an end, but we've got new episodes that are going to be coming out. We've got more exciting guests, more exciting things, and I think it's only fitting for this show to play out with the original black girl, bad bad talent for days, and also just to inspire you. You know, Luanda, when you go out there and you feel like, who should I channel today? And I think we can all always. We can all channel Brenda Fassi. And this yes. is her one of my favorite songs by her. It's called Amalathe. <laughs> Cliffcentral.com